What's up, y'all? You are listening to a special WCW edition of For the Artists, a podcast brought to you by Creative M Projects. I'm your host, Melissa Cherie, and today we have a feature, someone that we are bringing back. I'm very excited to bring back. So I'm not going to go into a super long introduction, but let me say this. Y'all already know if I have her on, she is amazing, okay? Amazing. So let's just start there. Her name is Christina Ford, and she's an author a motivational speaker, an actress, a bright light. Um, There's so many adjectives I could use to describe her. You, Christina, I'm talking to you right now. We're going to hone in though, okay? Because our WCW series is about women crushing wellness. So she's not only an artist, but you know, she's in tune with being well. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we are always 100% like... You know what I mean? Like on top, but say hello, Christina. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hello. Thank you so much again for having me. It's truly a pleasure and honor just to be in your presence and on this podcast. And I'm so excited to talk about um, just wellness and just from the inside out, right? Like we know healthy is wealthy and it comes from a mind standpoint, a spirit standpoint, and a physical standpoint. So I, I love all, all these things. Yes, all these things. Okay, so you wrote a book, which we had started to get into last time, but we didn't really get into it. We're going to get into it today. You guys, she wrote a book. It's a devotional. It's a motivational book called You Are the Prize, A Journey to Finding Faith confronting fear and recognizing worth so I already know what I'm gonna ask first and that is how did you get started with this book in terms of the concept the idea the passion for it like let's just go there yeah you know it was one of those things where I always knew I wanted to encourage someone and and create something that someone could take with them and always have it like in the back pocket you know or in their purse somehow Mm -hmm. and so Um, this was a few years ago, I just started writing down like topics of what I would want to know or how I would want to be encouraged. And um, I just started writing these things down and as they would come and as life would continue to happen, I just started to write these um, experiences, life lessons, and also prayers that went along with with each of these experiences. And I thought, well, why not create this into a book where people can just be enriched, empowered, and motivated by some of my stories. And I wanted to create something that I'm not telling you what to do. I'm going through these things with you. Like Mm -hmm. I am still growing. I am still learning. I am still um, applying some of these things to my life. So it's not me telling you what to do. I'm on this journey with you. I'm I'm like still confronting fear. I'm still like finding my faith in certain situations. So it's it's like I'm along this this journey and path no matter where you fall, whatever chapter aligns with you. I I just wanted to know I wanted people to know that I'm along this journey with you. So that was really the inspiration behind it because I really wanted to say like hey girl like you're not alone, you know, and be able to encourage a young woman finding their purpose and their faith and all the trials, obstacles, and tribulations that come along with just growing up um, from being a, a teen, adolescent, all the way up into, you know, womanhood. It's a lot, right? So, <laughs> yes, it it's is. It's a lot. 
Um, but I wanted to share parts of my story and, um, you know, whether it relates to one or many, um, I hope that something can, um, you know, relate to someone and someone will be blessed. And at the end of the day, that's really what it was. I was like, I don't care who reads it as long as it touches one person. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what really moves me about that is, um, well, probably many things, but one thing I'm going to point out in particular is that you didn't wait until you were like some expert, you know what I mean? Like you have expertise. I don't believe anybody is like a full expert in anything because we're all like still attaining knowledge and information, understanding, right? Even like the greatest of the greats and girl, you are great. But (laughs) my point is, is that, you know, you didn't, you didn't wait to put something out there to release something until you like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes we wait and we're like, well, I, I'm not really an expert. I, I don't really have it fully together. I don't have like all the answers. So I'm wait. I'm going to wait. It was like your your motivation for doing this was to reach someone. Even you said just one. And so look what you produced out of that. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I think I mentioned this last time, but it's like, I always go by the mantra, don't wait, create, you know, like there's never going to be a perfect time to create something or to reach a level to where you feel like now is my time to, to do something. You just do it, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, you do it scared. You do it without knowing things. I didn't know the first thing about writing a book, let alone self-publishing. So, you know, going through that whole process, I, you know, it was a learning curve, but it was also one of those things that like now I know and I help other people too. Like people have come to me like, how did you do this? How did you write a book? I want to write something now and I'm happy to share everything that I learned so that, you know, it makes for an easier process when people are trying to tell their stories. And so um, half the battle is getting it down on paper. And that was that was probably the hardest part is like actually coming to terms with like, oh, wait, these are my real experiences and real like you know, trauma and real, um, real life that has happened. And I'm putting it down on people or people are actually going to read this. Oh, my (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of like, you know, the reality of the situation, like, wow, if I can, again, just touch one person with one of my experiences in life, I've done what I'm supposed to do. So it's, it's such a process. And yeah, you don't have to be an expert. You just do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you were writing these things down and about how long did it take you to write like all these things down? Was it like a year? Was it like months, multiple years? Um, I initially started actually writing a different book mm. and then it kind of morphed into this. But that would that was probably two years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, just about two years ago. And then I kind of put it on pause. I was like, I'm just going to give it a beat. I wasn't ready to dive back in. And then something said, well, I'll tell you. The Lord said, <laughs> I can't fully bless you until you finish this book. Mm. Mind you, I had no title. I had no nothing. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, what? And I heard that over and over. And I'm like, okay, I will finish this book, whatever it takes. I took classes. Like I took book writing class. Like I took... I prepared myself to learn the craft of just writing this style, right? And um, I just said, okay, I just need to be obedient in this Mm -hmm. purely. Like it was honestly like just a huge act of obedience. 
and that's it. And so <laughs> over time, I guess you could say it was probably about just about a year and a half of really writing and honing in and, and getting it com to completion about a year and a half. And I know that sometimes like it takes longer for people to write things, but I knew I said, I have to get this out no matter what. And, um, you know, I was determined and yeah, a year and a half. Well, and thanks to COVID because I was had extra time. Yeah. To sit down and kind of like hammer it out when things were kind of in a lull. So it kind of worked to my benefit. I mean, shoot, if the Lord says, I can't bless you till you get this done, I guess you're going to get it done. <laughs> but, yeah, but I want to ask you just in terms of it's like, so you were thinking about how you could help somebody else, right? But in the process, like, how did that help you in terms of like really getting some stuff out? You know, I think it always goes back to like, this isn't about me. I'll, mm -hmm. Although the stories are about me and the experiences are about me, the whole, at the end of the day, this isn't about me, like writing a book and selling it or whatever. It's not, it's about uh, like, this is a God-given like assignment. So when God gives you assignments, it's never about you. It's always to bless someone else. So I, keep, I kept having to remind myself, mm -hmm. like, get out of your own way. Like, this is, this is not for you. <laughs> this is for someone else. And mm -hmm. I think that was the constant, um, you know, encouragement and motivation behind it. And, and then, you know, just in transparency, and this is also in the book as well, you know, it was part of my healing and grieving process too. I talk a lot about my childhood and also talk a lot about, you know, grieving and loss and, um, in different chapters of the book. And so in those, in writing all of that, and even, you know, talking about singleness and everything, you know, it was healing for me. And so that was also motivation to say, okay, I'm going to get this done because I need to like come to terms with certain things in my life. And writing this like helped that whole process. Um, and I'm still going through healing and all of therapy and all these things, but mm -hmm. part of it was writing the book part of it was my healing girl the courage first of all the courage that it takes to confront really and face the things that cause us pain right that um you know bring fear and anxiety i mean that takes courage to face those things so you know i guess my question to you is how did you get to that place? Because I feel like when it comes to like being well, like one of the main first steps is like being like being in tune, right? With what is happening with us and what's happening on the inside. And, you know, it takes sometimes a while for us to be able to see some of that stuff on our own. You know, it's like we need other people to help us see some of those things. <laughs> so how did how did you get to that place where you were able to have such a understanding, a revelation about the things that you were experiencing, the things that you were going through so that you could actually get it out on paper and have it make some sort of like sense with words? 
you know, it was one, of, it's, it's something where, and I actually mentioned something similar in the book. It's like sometimes it takes people, a close, tight-knit people that you trust, accountability partners, to bring out the gifts in you, to bring out some of the things that you don't even see in yourself. And um, I had that. I had accountability. I had close people around me when I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know if I should say this. <laughs> I might be getting a little too personal, too deep. I don't know. And I had those people around me, even my current fiance, um, to really like say, no, like you need to keep this and write this and share this. And when I was scared and I didn't want to, I continue to, you know, have that motivation and those them speaking in my in my ears like, no, like you went through those things for a reason, like put it down on paper and release it. Mm -hmm. and like, okay. So, you know, it, it does take other people, I think sometimes, um, to just keep pushing you forward. Like I think anybody or whoever you want to be in the, as an artist, um, as an author, um, however your creative outlet is, you need somebody to continue just to speak into you, speak life into you and let you know, like you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path. So, um, yeah, I, it took it took a lot of um, accountability partners <laughs> to bring stuff out of me and saying you can do it. Put it on paper. Yeah. How many chapters are in this book? Um, it is. That's a good question. I'm like, is it uh, twenty chapters? Yeah. Twenty. I mean, okay. Look, let's see the visual, girl. Let's see the visual. Yeah. <laughs> yes you are the prize okay 20 chapters if you had to pick a favorite chapter do you have a favorite chapter i know they're all your favorite but i mean if you had to pick one honestly it has to be the last one um okay. it's called beauty for ashes mm -hmm. and the last this last chapter just it talks about you know a lot of the pruning the breaking the crushing that i think that we go through as women when we go through hardships and but god dad doesn't allow you to stay there he he pressures you and there's a pruning and there's a process that happens um to make us shine for his glory to allow for everything that we went through to give us beauty for ashes and um, the things that we died to, the things that we left in the past, the things that we are still overcoming, but the things that we can leave behind us, we can use that um, and he could crown us essentially at the end of the day, no matter what we've gone through. And nothing is in vain, nothing is not for naught. Um, everything is for reason and purpose and that's, why I love the end of this book is that it kind of brings everything full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is for a purpose. Even the stuff that, you know, seems like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I gotta go through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was the purpose in this? <laughs> for reason. Oh, beauty oh, for ashes. That always makes me think of the Crystal Lewis song. Have you heard the Crystal Lewis song, Beauty for Ashes? I need to listen to it now. <laughs> yeah, I probably it, have heard it though. Um, it's like '90s, but the song is bomb. Okay, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> look it up. Um, 
look at I'm already sidetracking myself now thinking about that Crystal Lewis song. But <laughs> okay, so where where did the title come from? You are the prize. Oh, this is my favorite part. So uh, <laughs> you are the prize is a saying that my mom always used to tell me when I was growing up. Always she used to say, "You are the prize. Don't you forget that? Like." You know, don't don't think you're anything less than that. Like you are to be desired and cherished and loved. And um, I didn't come up with the title until probably like the last few months of writing. And um, I honestly was in prayer and I was like, and I, it just was like a light bulb that clicked because I was trying to come up with all these titles. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. You are the prize. And and then I, you know, was going to dedicate this book to my mom, but it was just so fitting that it had to be called You Are the Prize. Like, it had to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, You Are the Prize. And I just feel like it's something that we always just need to keep in the back of our minds, well, actually in the forefront of our minds, um, that, you know, that we're special, that we are mm-hmm. absolutely cherished and need to be treated as so. So, Mm. that's where the title comes from okay okay always told me that's what your mom always (laughs) told okay so i'm gonna take a little deep dive here now um since we're talking about your mom and that's where you know the inspiration came from for the title because um i'm just thinking of so your mom your mom has passed and you were so blessed and fortunate to have that voice right so that could still like ring true in your ear but now her like the spirit of her voice remains, right? Mm-hmm. But her voice, the actual physical voice is no more. And it makes me think about people who either never had that voice to begin with, like didn't have a supportive mom voice. There was always kind of like a void in that sense. Yeah. Or similar to you, mom has passed on and now the spirit of her voice is there, but her physical voice is no longer there. And I guess what I'm thinking about is when it comes to being well, when it comes to being in a place where we're secure, we feel like we're like on solid ground, you know what I mean? Like, how do you stay in that place when either the voice is different because, you know, it's now a spirit voice versus a physical voice or the voice isn't there? Mm. I know. See, I took a deep dive. Like I, I can't apologize at some point. No, that's good because I'm still processing that. You know, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like I actually had to say I saved her voicemails um, just so I could actually hear her voice. Um, and and you know, I played them actually a couple months ago, some of them, and I was like, oh wow, like I'm actually miss the voice. Mm-hmm. However. Um, you know, I think growing up, um, certain things just stick. And so just to hear, you know, sayings like you are the prize or, you know, just certain things that, you know, your mom says really does land. And it's hard because, you know, you want to go back to those moments and you want to go back and, you know, reminisce and really soak in everything that the, the knowledge and wisdom that, you know, your mother has, has instilled in you mm-hmm. and it's 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 wonderful it's actually more powerful now that she's gone than when she was here mm-hmm. and I, even though i still could hear her voice and sometimes i think you know when someone's present you take them for granted not yeah. that i ever took my mom for granted but you know in retrospect like 
you know, I wish I could have like hung hung on to some of the the some of the other nuggets that she used to share even more, you know. Mm, yeah. But now I can still kind of those things still have impact. Those things still remain. And and that's why I just wanted to like put down the lessons that I learned that even she's helped shed light on and revelation on um, in the book. So all of that is still, you know, it's here forever now, you know, so mm-hmm. nothing is ever lost. And um, I think it's a hard process and I'm still going through it. So I'm still yeah. going through the, the process of understanding like, what's her voice and what's God's voice like all of those like nuances of just processing grief but I think no matter what um the nuggets that she shared will always remain and I can always you know they're impressionable things that can can just stay in your heart and your spirit forever as long as you just acknowledge that it's her, you know, I think the acknowledgement piece is so key that which I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, yeah, no, like I acknowledge the fact that you you shared this with me and shared this advice with me, shared this knowledge with me. And it just means so much more now. Yeah, it's a hard. It's a hard um, yeah, that's deep. But it's it's definitely like it provo- it's provoking me to really like reflect and think about that. So thank you. I I needed I need that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the <clears throat> the bond between, you know, a mother and um, her children. I mean, I say that I got to be careful how I say that, because, you know, I'm very sensitive to in terms of, you know, just society in the world, almost, you know, it's like the mother, the mother's bond with children being almost like greater than that of with the father. But I don't think one is greater than the other. I just think that they are different, They're you different. know. They're different. Um, but regardless, it's like you know that bond is something that definitely affects. I think our everyday life, e- either bond with mother or bond with father. And I think it's interesting that you were differentiating when you were just talking between the voice of God and the voice of your mother and how sometimes you were like, well, is that God or is that my mother? (laughs) And it's like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes the voices can be similar because I guess they reflect or are an image of as long as they're like in line with like truth and you know what I mean? Like things that are godly, but there is a difference between the voice. And it just made me think about all of the different voices that we hear, you know, like in a single day. And how important it is to be able to differentiate between the voices that are speaking and what we're listening to, because it has a direct effect on, you know, what's going on spiritually, yeah. mentally, emotionally, like, you know, all that. So, you know, how did you get better at being able to differentiate between, you know, the voices that you're hearing in your head? I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'm still working on it and and it's one of those things where I um so one of the things that my mom and I we talk on the phone all the time and because she was on the east coast and I'm on the west coast um you know we had you know I would call her in the morning and you know in the middle of the day and then night before she went to sleep Mm -hmm. and so now you know obviously don't have that regular conversation with her but what I do 
what I'm continuing to try to do is on my walks in the middle of the day to take a break, I um, don't literally go like this, hi mom, but I, <laughs> I, I say, okay, this is my time when I would normally call my mom. Let me just say, hey, how's it going? And mm. that's when I literally feel like we're having a phone conversation. I'll literally talk up like hoping people don't think I'm crazy. But yeah. like I literally will have dialogue and talk to her and um, let her know how my day is. And and I can literally hear back like it is wild. And mm. I um, didn't know that that would even exist, you know, but because you have such a bond, you know, with your mother and, you know, you're sensitive in the spirit that way. Mm hmm. Um, I, I try to do that very frequently so that I'm able to really hear and acknowledge, like I mentioned, because it's it's easy to just shut it down and forget and say, nope, I'm not going there. Nope, nah, -uh. not today. I don't want to get in that headspace of like, you know, missing her. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's important to acknowledge and have that regular dialogue and hear from her. And I know she wants to hear from me, like just to treat it like, you know, um, acknowledging that she's still here in the spirit mm. and um it took a while to get there like up until this year maybe the end of last year mm -hmm. to really like come to grips with, like no i actually can talk to her and she really will talk back wow mm. um so i think when you when you position yourself to be sensitive to hear i think that's when you know it can be such a beautiful a beautiful thing like I encourage anyone who's lost someone to, um, who you've had like a special connection to, just to talk to them. Mm. They can hear you. <laughs> yeah. So you, but you hesitated in doing that for, you said a year. Oh yeah. And, and what was your hesitation? Just fear that like you shouldn't do that or someone said something or. No, I think it was just more like, oh, I'm coming to grips that like, I really can't call her. Mm. like oh shoot like this is real like I really am like grasping for this you know mm -hmm. and so I would just avoid it I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to but because the heavenly realm is so powerful I would still see things like I would still see like butterflies or ladybugs or just those are different the different ways that I know it's her um mm -hmm. and I would see them all the time and so like if it wasn't like me directly like speaking she would show up anyway. So it, it's it's pretty amazing just to know like, okay, no, no, she's not going to let me forget. <laughs> wow. So in those moments, it just brings me so much joy. But again, it took me a while to get to the point of actually like having that dialogue. But and coming to that, coming to that realization of, you know, I can really talk to her and it's okay. Mm -hmm. so I encourage anyone who's, you know, still grieving or wanting to acknowledge those who have passed on that were close to you that you know when you're ready you know you can have the chats dang girl that that's moving me so you feel but you feel you feel do you feel lighter now that you're in that space like the grief is not what is heavy or is present yeah, I think, you know, honestly, I couldn't do without God because, you know, mm -hmm. clearly he's been my rock and strength through all of this. Um, but yes, I think time as time moves on and time continues, you, you start to learn and cope 
with things and you know gain tools in order to to really get to the healthy place because you know we're talking about wealth um, and health and wellness I think they all go all in one because mm-hmm. um, a healthy body is a wealthy body and um, in order to really give yourself to your purpose your passion your your job your career your life you have to be um, you know, fully healthy and wealthy. And um, yeah. when I say wealthy, I really mean from like a, um, on a figurative standpoint. But I mean, um, I think you have to have everything, you know, in a good place. And I think, I think it comes with healing, mm-hmm. like acknowledging and knowing that you might be going through something like acknowledging that that's huge. That's a big step, you know? Yeah acknowledging the grief I think is is major so Mm -hmm. um yeah but I one thing that I will share that has helped me if anyone is going through things um grieving or grieving it doesn't have to be death it can be anything Mm -hmm. um but baby steps baby steps because baby steps to you might be big steps to God and it's not just baby steps. It's like you pushing through that 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 wall, you know, mm-hmm. that you don't seem that you could ever get through. But taking the baby step towards it, mm-hmm. you're one step closer to getting better. And I think that's part of the, you know, healing is now at this time, I feel like it's coming on two years of her passing um, this month. And, yeah, it, it's, it's becoming more um, – it's coming easier to cope, but again, you have your moments, and I'd be lying if I said I'm I'm great, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's just a process, and to be okay with that, like there's no rushing, mm-hmm. there's no rushing it at all. Um, so, but again, part of the healing was was actually writing this, and um, I'm just so blessed that I'm able to share. Yes. Well, I'm blessed that you're able to share. Okay. And everyone listening is blessed that they're able to hear what it is you're sharing. (laughs) Okay. Recognizing your worth. Now I got to ask, okay. I got to ask at what point do you feel like you really recognized your worth? And you know, I asked that because, you know, for me, you know, I feel like I know my worth, but then sometimes I feel like, do I really? <laughs> like, you know, because it's like you think about how we act and how we behave. It's like we have moments where it's like, oh, shoot, I I really forgot some of my worth by doing X, Y, and Z or allowing X, Y, and Z to happen to me. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we're knowing your worth and, and fully embracing it is never going to be like a whole consistent like block of like yes I'm worth because we all have we're human we we have our roadblocks we hit our ups and downs and you know um it's it's hard Mm -hmm. it's hard but I think that's like part of because anybody who's you know age five up until like 99 you know however they everybody struggles at some point but I think having the the understanding um, to know that you are not succumbing to compromising yourself, to knowing that you are, um, you know, fully whole 
in who you are and no one can tell you otherwise. Um, not feeling desperate to fit in. I went through a lot of that. Um, and just being okay with showing up mm-hmm. and and people being okay with that. And it's not really about anybody else but you and knowing that you are exactly who God has created you to be. Um, I struggle with a lot of insecurity growing up, a lot, because I'm very tiny and I get picked on a lot. I played a lot of sports um, and it really took a toll on my, you know, my, it took a toll on my worth because mm-hmm. I really didn't know when, when you, when you don't hear anything positive about yourself, you tend to think, well, I guess that's just who I am. So then we have to rewrite the narrative as we grow up. What was the seed that was planted to make me think otherwise, you know, and, and narrowing down on what that what that was like who said those things over me i mean Mm -hmm. we get that all the time right especially in as artists like we we get critiqued we get you know all these things that can you know can plant seeds in you yeah reverse that narrative and say no i am exactly who god has created me to be i am here on purpose for a purpose I am, you know, a light to shine for God, you know, and really recognizing all of the fruits of the spirit that you might have and really understanding that, you know, no matter what faults you might have, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Embrace all that, but know that you are still worthy to be respected, loved, cherished, and appreciated for the queen that you are. And that point, when I realized that, I honestly was in my early to mid thirties. Like, and some say, oh wow, that's late in life. Oh, but I struggled. Like I really struggled a lot um, to really find who I was, but it really wasn't until I was in a season where I, I surrendered myself to God. I then understood that that during my single season where that was, that was where I knew how worthy I was. When mm-hmm. I was stripped from everything and I and I was closest to God, that's when I really knew my worth. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess you could call me a late boomer, I don't know. But um, yeah, it took me 30 something years, you know, to really let go of all the stuff, you know, um, the things that, you know, cloud your, your mind of who you are. And to just strip it all and let God fill you up, you know, with everything, with all the goodness. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it took me until about I was in my early to mid 20s. Girl, I don't think you were a late bloomer at all because, you know <laughs> what, I I think that we are all born with like this innate knowing of our like we it's like we innately know that we're worth something. Right. And like you said, it like it gets clouded by all these things, experiences, people, things spoken to us, things spoken over us, about us. And then it's like we have to like find our way back to what we already know to be true, like on the inside. And when you think about it, well, I don't know about your family, but in my family, they be living long. Okay, they be living to like their late 90s. So in the grand scheme of that, it's like if we don't come into an understanding of something until our 30s, like we're still like at the beginning, you know what I mean? The beginning of the four quarters. That's the first quarter. So (laughs) 
I heard somebody say, what did she say? Oh, I wish I should have wrote it down. But it was something about like, you know, the fourth quarter is the, the win is in the fourth quarter. That's true. And it was powerful. She was the, um, she's like the owner and founder of a skin treatment line called I Know. And she's a powerful woman. What is her? Her name is Jermaine. But anyway, let me not get sidetracked. But I love that because it's true. You know, if you watch any game, it's like that's when you win is in the fourth quarter. That's when you have to make it happen. So it's like we put all these time constraints or parameters. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. You know? like yeah. I don't know if that's a human thing or a Western thing. <laughs> like Western culture oh, or if yeah. that's a human thing. <laughs> it could be both. I, I feel like, you know, I think and you're right. Like I, there's always a timeline. You, you know, you got to have this, 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 and this by a certain time. Age, yeah. Accomplish this and that. And it's like, you know, says who? <laughs> like, <laughs> like mm -hmm. says who? Um, and it's just like, let God just do it. Let God just handle it. And he will do it in his appointed time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you're right. I think we're all like born with that innate like knowing of who we are, our worth, and like it's just a matter about getting back to that like innocent, childlike, like confidence and positivity. Like, yeah, I am who I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No one has affected you yet, and it's just getting back to that. So I think that's such a great point. Mm hmm. Yes, getting back to that. Now let's get to this fear part. Because <laughs> in your book, you said that you, you need something about confronting fears. You have like a couple chapters on that or what? Oh, yes. Actually, what's funny is that the the title that I was actually going to um, name this book when it was in the beginning stages was called Fear Not. Mm. Because I had there was so much about fear that I wanted to tackle and share. Um, yeah. And yes, there's definitely chapters about fear in here and what I wanted to share about about that is that fear is a lie number one mm -hmm. period fear is a lie and um, it is something that's just this tiny little thing that the that the enemy just wants to throw at you but it looks like this huge big monster you know mm -hmm. when we're faced it faced with it and um, all it takes is like a matter of recognizing our worth right and having the the biggest amount of faith um actually the smallest amount of faith excuse me because we can have the faith the size of a mustard seed mm -hmm. to knock down that big monster of fear but in reality fear is just like this little thing that wants to like be annoying and get in our way so um you know i talk about fear of rejection mm -hmm. i talk about fear of um success even i talk about um fear of um, just, I think feeling inadequate, mm -hmm. feeling like I, I need to fit in, um, feel, feeling all these feelings of the world. Right. And I had fear of confronting that I'm a people pleaser. I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. I'm a people pleaser. And I, I was hard for me to say no. And I had this whole big thing of fear of like saying no. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't to the point where I really like really gained a lot of confidence in myself that saying no was such a powerful word and that, you know, that fear was such a barrier for me. Um, so really, honestly, through prayer, through, again, accountability and 
getting those people, the right people around you mm -hmm. to speak life into you and to help you get through that is major. And um, fear, honestly, about success in my career, like I, I was so worried about even fear of flying, fear of taking the leap, fear of, you know, doing it scared, like I said, mm -hmm. all these things, you know, um, <laughs> that fear kind of just held me captive to. And I'm still going through it. Yeah. You know, it's still not over. So that's why I like to say I'm in this journey with you. I still get trying to get through things. But it's it's about really um, putting your faith first mm -hmm. and not let, putting fear first. So, again, baby steps. You know, like baby steps until you are ready to just knock that sucker out of fear and just, and just be free. Because I think um, there's freedom is limited when you don't when you allow fear to get in the way I mean yeah <laughs> I'm sure we all know and have had experiences where we're like if I just like get past this hump I can be free you know and you know getting past the hump is really hard and yeah that's why fear feels like such a monster for me. yeah what's one thing that you have found in terms of like getting past fear getting over fear not letting fear you know, prevent you from, I guess, being in faith? Like, what is the one thing or one thing that you found that has worked for you in terms of coming against fear? Like, what is one thing that you do? Mm. I think the one thing that I do is to top down to fear. Like, any, and I have help. Like, I, mm -hmm. I have, like, people on my close friends on my speed dial like I don't know what to do I need your help and mm -hmm. they will literally have to talk me talk down this fear that I might have over a specific thing and I literally will just have to burst through it mm -mm. and honestly I couldn't do it with I probably could but I needed the help and I think that's why God gives us um, sisters in Christ and people around you to really help you mm -hmm. because I'm telling you it was a stronghold for me in certain areas where I, I really needed the help um, but once I was able to feel comfortable enough to say to pull the trigger and mm -hmm. just burst through um, whatever situation it might be um, then I started to build up my that I can do it on my own but I honestly needed the accountability to help push through a lot of the fear and to keep me um, and to not keep it lingering. The worst is when you when you keep fear lingering forever and ever and ever. And it's like, well, wait, you could have nipped that in the bud a long time ago. But, you know, that's why you enlist help. Yeah, there's people to intercede for you, people to walk with you. And um, I think that's super important. You're not on this journey alone. And mm -hmm. that's why again, I'm like, I'm, you are not alone. Like I am here for you. I'm with you. So whatever fear you might be trying to face and tackle like you know we're in this together and we're here to knock it down ship it down you know one step at a time you know mm -hmm. wow Woo! okay so we're gonna get ready to find a place to land this conversation because we can't keep going but i just want to there's a couple of things that i hear coming up that are kind of like a theme in terms of you know kind of you and your wellness it's like you know, you've talked about making sure that you have people that you are connected to, like a tight knit group. You've talked about accountability, right? Having people that you are accountable to. 
Another thing that I've heard you say that really works for you is, you know, your ability to really kind of talk through things almost like with yourself, you know, because it's like you're going on these walks. I know you said, you know, you're talking like to your mom, but it's like, you know, you're talking to yourself, too. And then you just gave another example of, you know, how you're talking through things with yourself. So it's like there's a power in that self-talk. So those are some of the things that I've heard come up from you during our conversation. Would you say that's accurate? <laughs> oh yeah, no, you hit it, you hit it. It's actually like funny hearing this back, like that I actually said those things. So I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I did say that a lot. But um, you know, I think it's so true that I, I'm one of those people where I talk through everything. Like I literally, I need to get it out of my head Mm -hmm. or else it will just keep swirling in there and so I just need to talk through it and so sometimes whether it's me talking to God first and trying to make that first and foremost talking yeah. to myself and really making sense of things then I can maybe bring it to someone who I can trust who who I can pray with who can keep me on on target with accountability certain things I I I truly find value in that I think when we keep things in Mm -hmm. And we're not expressing that. And people have different ways of letting it out. So, but this is for me, I find that if I talk through things, I'm getting it out. And yeah. I help, it helps me make sense of whatever is going on in my brain. And I feel like um, there's power in words. And when you hear something coming out of your mouth, you can switch it up real quick and be like, oh, no, 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 that's not right. <laughs> you can, and you can shift your mindset. And so yeah. that's why part of the book, I put um, affirmations at the end of each chapter. So you are constantly speaking positivity and life into yourself, mm -hmm. no matter what the situation. And I find that there's so much power in that. So yes, that is definitely part of you are the prize is being able to affirm yourself in a positive way. And so, yes, it's right on target. I, I <laughs> myself a lot and I encourage you to just to continue to speak life. And if that, that ounce of negativity or that fear snaps in, you just go to an affirmation and you turn that thing right around and, and you um, get right back on track. Mm -hmm. yeah. Speak life, speak it out, get back on track. I like that. I like it. Um, okay, so Christina, go ahead and why don't you shout out again, the name of the book is You Are the Prize. So you know what, tell everybody where they can get this book, where they can find this book. I don't know if you're doing a book tour, like now is the time to do all those shameless plugs. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so, yes, my book is available on all online platforms, whether it be Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, um, you can find it anywhere. You can just type in You Are the Prize, Christina Ford, and um, this book should pop up. Um, you can follow me on Instagram um, at You Are the Prize Book, um, and also my personal page, Christina D. Ford, um, where I give nuggets and just updates and things like that. Um, and you can, you know, just stay, stay connected with me if you need prayer for anything. Please don't uh, hesitate to reach out. I'm here for you. Um, and I hope that, and I, I would love to, I'm actually going to do a book giveaway soon. Ooh. So if you follow me on Instagram, um, just keep a lookout for um, some book giveaways and I give away some goodies. So um, please uh, be sure to do so, so we can stay connected and always, always remember that you are the prize. You 
are the prize. Yes, y'all, you heard it. You better go follow those pages, okay? Because free, free stuff? Come on. We got to get that free stuff. <laughs> and and I know that if you're following Christina's page, you will be uplifted because she does affirm regularly. Okay. All right. Well, shoot. Our time is, is wrapping up, girl. I really appreciate that you came on, that you took this time. I'm sure there'll be another opportunity for you to come and chat with me again, hopefully in person. Cause you know what? All this virtual stuff, I'm getting over the virtual stuff. Okay. We are about to go on. I'm about to go on location. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes, as we wrap up, I just want to remind you guys that you have been listening to our feature, Christina Ford, the beautiful and amazing Christina Ford, author of You Are the Prize. I've been your host today, uh, Melissa Cherie with For the Artist, a podcast brought to you by Creative End Projects, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you guys want more information, about what we're up to, what we're doing, and what we're offering to artists, please go to the website, which is www.creativemprojects.org. So until next time, y'all, I want you to keep creating from the inside out. This has been a WCW special edition, and we'll see y'all soon. Peace. And...